I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Has anyone else noticed how many weddings are happening this year? I mean, it's only halfway through, and most of us have already been to at least a couple of weddings. Plus, if you think about it, the official wedding season hasn't even started yet. Well, one thing's for sure: it's not just love that's in the air, but also the mula. Why am I saying that? Well, because Bloomberg recently reported that the Indian wedding industry is raking in. As much as two hundred and ten billion dollars in revenue, that is some serious cash. In fact, the Confederation of All India Traders, or CAIT, had actually forecasted that approximately three point five million couples would get married and spend around one hundred and thirty billion dollars in the first half of twenty twenty three. While we don't have the most recent figures, Bloomberg hints that those numbers have been left in the dust. I mean Indian weddings aren't just called big fat weddings for kicks they totally live up to the name so much so that according to a report by KPMG the Indian wedding industry is presently valued at rupees 3.68 trillion so you can imagine the amount being spent on these weddings and it's not just the straight couples who are filling the coffers of the wedding industry even gay couples are making it rain with their spending power you see so far The Indian wedding industry catered mainly to heterosexual couples. However, since the Supreme Court's landmark decision to decriminalize homosexuality in 2018, a growing community of queer Indian couples have enthusiastically embraced and put their own unique spin on the country's rich wedding ceremonies and traditions. Sadly, though, same-sex marriage is still illegal in India, but the Supreme Court is currently considering the matter. and is expected to make a decision regarding the legalization of same-sex marriage sometime this year but despite the legal restrictions many same-sex couples in india are not holding back when it comes to their weddings perhaps it's also a clear sign that even in the traditional indian wedding industry there is a growing acceptance of same-sex marriage point being the indian wedding industry is going full steam ahead and there's no stopping it plus Thanks to high-profile celeb weddings like Kiara Siddharth, Katrina Vicky, Alia Ranbir, a culture of luxury and grandeur has taken over. Now everyone wants to create an Instagram-worthy spectacle for their own big day. I have no complaints though, as long as I am invited to some of those grand weddings. For the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought Hi I'm Shorbhuri and this is the deep dive for 21st June 2023 Since last year the Indian government has been mulling over bringing in a European Union style digital competitions act particularly to regulate what it sees as anti-competitive business practices in the digital world think anti-steering or deep discounting or self-preferencing on search engines now on this matter of law the global tech giants and the indian tech startups are not seeing eye to eye with each other and latest on the ongoing rift 
The Economic Times reported that seven internet companies, including Paytm, Bharat Matrimony, Shadi.com, Match Group, ShareChat, and Spotify, wrote to the Committee on Digital Competition Law that they don't agree with the views of the Internet and Mobile Association of India or the IAMAI, which had opposed the recommended regulations around the Digital Competition Bill. Now, here's where it gets interesting because some of these companies disagreeing with the IAMAI are also its members. So what happened is that last month, the apex industry body of internet-based companies in India had opposed the prescription of ex-ante regulations. That is the government making a list of do's and don'ts for companies on various issues, as opposed to taking an action after the issue is flagged. Now, it's also been recommended that global tech giants such as Meta, Google or Amazon should be classified as quote-unquote systemically important digital subsidiaries and therefore be subjected to regulations to protect the interest of the smaller players. Now, the association in its submission to the government committee formed to draft the competition bill opposed all of it, saying that the ex-ante regulations are not required because first, where is the evidence that the current system involving the Competition Commission of India is not working? It also said that adopting rules from overseas market, presumably pointing to the EU, would quote-unquote harm local markets, innovation, economic growth and consumers. Next, the association also argued that regulations will curb innovation in the tech sector and there will be an impact on investments in startups due to scale-based application of regulations. And I'd just like to read you a few lines from the submission. They wrote, and I quote, Size or scale-based applicability of regulations will not only impact larger players in the market, but will also impact startups. Regulations that kick in as soon as certain financial or size-based thresholds are met will disincentivize startups from scaling in order to avoid additional regulations, end quote. But now the Indian companies, or at least some of them which wrote a note of dissent to the committee, felt that the association which was formed to protect interests of online services companies is now working for the interests of big tech only. In fact, in a tweet, the founder of Shadi.com, Anupa Mittal, who you may also know as one of the sharks in Shark Tank India, went as far as calling the Internet and Mobile Association of India a failing lobby for big tech propaganda and misinformation. In the dissent note that the companies wrote, they also argued that the discussion on ex-ante regulations is taking place because, quote-unquote, the status quo has failed and is failing to adequately constrain the power and conduct of the dominant digital gatekeepers that now control so many aspects of commerce and our lives. But now the other argument in support of ex-ante regulation was that the traditional antitrust litigation is expensive and thus it harms the small players in the market. Well, all I can say is that clearly Indian companies support bringing in a new law regulating competition. But it remains to be seen which side the government committee will pay more heed to and what shape India's Digital Competition Act will finally take. As for now, it seems the rift between the global tech companies and their Indian counterparts is here to stay. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot us an email at hello at thesignal.co. 
The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written and researched by Anoop and Manaswini. Edited and produced by me and Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.